The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Power columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up again with Matthew Carr. Matt is an executive director of Titan Minerals, which, as I mentioned back in March, has established a beachhead in Ecuador and South America through the takeover of the Toronto-listed Core Gold. Titan trades under the code TTM, that's Django Django Mike. It was last quoted at 13 cents, which is up 68% on the 7.7 cents a share back in March, as excitement builds around a drilling program at the flagship dynasty gold project in Ecuador's south. It's the one that comes with a 2.1 million ounce foreign resource estimate. And about 20 kilometers to the west is Copper Duke, a big gold rich and outcropping copper porphyry target. Also in news not long off the presses, Titan has recently reacquired rights to the Jerusalem Gold Silver Project in Ecuador's southeast. It comes with a 1.28 million ounce high-grade gold and silver resource. And there's an in- interesting tale to tell there about its history and how it's ended up uh, back with Titan. So there's lots to talk about, including uh, Matt's tip for the 2020 AFL Premiership, given his 160-odd games with St Kilda and Fremantle. So I'm going to jump straight into it today and say, G'day, Matt, and thanks for your time today. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, good to be here. Great. Oh, um, okay, let's get the AFL Premiership out of the way. Uh, being a Victorian in uh, need of some joy, I'm hoping for the Saints or Footscray at long odds. I want to say Footscray there. I'm showing my age. I mean the Western Bulldogs. Who's Bulldog. your tip? Look, the last few years has thrown up um, some outliers, hasn't it, as a the Premiership win- winner? But um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. I, I think it's going to come from... One of the Victorian sides, obviously. Um, I'm probably leaning towards, you know, the the big game players being Richmond or Geelong. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, wouldn't it be good if we could see the Saints? Oh, yeah, would it would be, be be amazing for the club. Be a huge turnaround. Yeah. Brett Ratton. Um, I think uh, our cops would have trouble controlling that one in St Kilda if they do. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be a great club. And um, to be a part of for, for, for the next flag they win. It's always been a bit of a rock star club, the Saints, and um, always had interesting interesting members and supporters, you know, mm. some, some artistic types and the rock and roll connections. But, um, yeah, I th- I'm leaning probably just towards Richmond, I think. I, I think they can, uh, they can get the job done. There you go. You've gone with the three twenty-five favourite, according to uh, Sportsnet. All righty. Excellent. Uh, now, take us over to Ecuador and the Dynasty Project. Uh, earlier this week, the company announced a uh, drilling program had started. Tell us mm. about its scope and what you're hoping to achieve. Yeah. Look, we. I mean, I guess there's been much anticipation for uh, getting to this this point in time. We've we've worked pretty hard to obviously close the transaction and for this first drill campaign and um, initially we're going to do about 6,000 metres and it's as much about the confirmation drilling as anything. So we, um, 
you know, we're, we're looking to convert the current foreign resource estimate across to a jaw compliant resource. So, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to, um, we're going to put some holes in and around the Papiel area, um, also down around the Kiwana vein and then, then out towards Cerro Verde. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit of confirmation, a little bit of a step out and then look to come come out with a jaw compliant resource and you know we're expecting that look this is really just scratching the surface for us so um you know this is i guess the first initial six thousand but we'll pretty quickly roll into the next six thousand so we're we're probably a you know we're probably a pretty good chance to do twelve thousand meters before christmas um here and then Mm -hmm. um you know we'll assess assess where we go next but um the guys are also kicking off the AeroMag work. Um, it, it's mobilising at the moment, so those guys will do some mag work here at Dynasty and also across the Copper Duke, mm-hmm. um, which will be really interesting, actually. So, you know, there's a fair bit happening. Um, be quite dynamic, but um, you know, looking forward to the results coming through. It's going to be for going to be pretty sure. exciting. Mm. Now, there was a mention in the uh, stock exchange announcement about uh, this drilling uh, would include the first oriented core drilling. What was actually meant by that? Well, you've got, um, you know, in the current model, it shows, the, I guess, the current orient- orientation of the, of the veins. And what happened when they open up the first couple of pits um, at Cerro Verde, it showed, that, um, it showed that the vein system was far more pervasive than what was modelled in the current resource. So as, as they were going down on the first three veins, another eight veins, additional veins appeared and they were, they were sort of like orthogonal veins and running, you know, crossing mm-hmm. into the current, the, the current modelled veins. So, um, you know, you get the high mineralisation where they hit, but it just, it just showed that there was, a, there was a hell of a lot more underneath once you got under, you know, scratched the surface. So we're just... We're taking a bit of a closer look and just seeing, um, you know, seeing what, you know, what other veins are running underneath the existing model resource, and um, get a get a better feel for it. You know, what the geology is doing, what it's telling us. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, just drilling on some different orientations and seeing where it goes. You you would have seen a, a, a little while back. We released some results from that 2019 drilling and. What what it was showing was, um, yeah, it's exactly what we thought. Where you know the mineralisation is improving at depth. Right. But, um, it, I think the widths were four to five times wider than what was modelled in the current resource, um, which is significant. So it shows that the volume of gold is um, seriously more than than what I guess what we're reporting currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we're we're looking for that. Um, I guess that mineralisation at, at depth is continuing to expand and improve. Okay. Uh, appreciate its uh, early stages, but uh, any thoughts to when a uh, jaw compliant resource update might be available? It's a bit of a work in progress. Look, we're, we're hoping to have it, um, you know, coming into the back end of this fourth quarter, um, which, you know, it's just going to be the mechanics of, you know, getting this drilling done so and getting all the reporting that needs to go with it done. So, you know, back into the fourth quarter or early early first will be the be the aim. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, the non-dual resource is, uh, if it was in WA, you'd be wrapping mine plans around it now. I was just wondering, <laughs> in Ecuador, in your minds, what sort of scale do you think you need to have a project? Uh, oh, look, I, I think I think at 2 million ounces you've got a project, to be, mm. to be frank. Um, but it's we, good grade too, isn't it? Yeah, it's good grade. But the size and scale of this, is, it's just huge. So, look, we, we want to get a better feel for how big it could be. Um, we also want to understand the geology better. So, you know, for us, look, we'll, we'll probably, you know, we'll probably end up taking it out to an inferred, I don't know, somewhere between four or five million ounces, I reckon. And then that, again, that, that'll be nowhere near the true scale of it, but it'll give an indication. And then I think we'll really hone in on trying, trying to close the gaps and, push towards a feasibility study and, um, you know, I think for us, you know, it's going to attract a lot of attention over the next mm. six months. I think a lot of people are wanting to see this conversion from the foreign resource to a dual compliant resource and, mm. um, you know, there's been a lot of work just setting up the right infrastructure and country and personnel, which has all come together nicely and it's been an amazing job that Laurie's done um, given COVID and the logistical challenges. Um, but I think, you know, you, you've got something, you know, we think we'll end up being able to demonstrate clearly to the market you're going to have something that will produce two to 300,000 ounces a year for a hell of a long time. And, um, you know, the grade for, you know, this type of resource would be, be high. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, you, you'd be able to build a plant down on site. It's got all the infrastructure that you need uh, in terms of access to infrastructure, power, water, um, areas where you'd be able to build tailings, dams, you know, a plant. Um, mm. So I think for us it's just the technical work now. It's just putting the technical work and expertise in, into it. And, um, you know, I think what will happen, and you, you see it with, you know, you see it often where companies can, sit around these sort of prices and then all of a sudden it really takes off. So I think it's an opportunity at the moment just to accumulate, which is mm-hmm. what our shareholders have been doing. Yeah. And you're, uh, after a recent raise, you're fully funded for uh, the rest of this year? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, look, you would have seen in the, um, we've sold the Peruvian assets, so there's a fairly healthy cash component to that deal. Um, so that was the first of our divestment opportunities, and then, you know, we think we're 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 moving towards being able to divest the, you know, maybe one of the Ecuadorian projects being Zuruma. Um, we've had really really strong interest in that, so we've been dealing with a couple of different parties on it, and um, you know, we may have something done towards the, you know, at some point in the fourth quarter this year, which would be. You know, a meaningful result, um, mm-hmm. predominantly cash. Um, so, again, um, it just helps, you know, clean things up and, um, you know, allow us just to put the foot down on the drilling. Yeah, okay. Now, um, you gave a sense there of, uh, you know, the reports that Ecuador is hotter than hot when it come, comes to exploration. We've got Newcrest and BHP and Sol Golds uh, all kicking goals over there. But it's, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that's mainly for, you know, the copper gold, the uh, big porphyry type systems. And you've got copper duke in the portfolio. What's happening there? 
Yeah, so I mean, the mag work is going to be really, really interesting at Copper Duke. You've got multiple porphyry systems there. You've got and you've got an outcropping porphyry um, at surface. So look for us. We'll, we'll do the mag work. We've got a trench trenching campaign kicking off, um, and then we're looking to roll the drill rigs across after we've finished the twelve thousand metres across the Copper Duke. And, Put you know, put around six thousand meters in there, um, and we'll sort of just see where it goes. You know, it's 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 caught the hell of a lot of attention in through the North American Canadian mm. scene. Um, you know, we're we're pretty excited about what we might what we might find, and you know, given those two UN holes are just sitting on on the edge of one of the porphyries, and they um, you know, and and I think there was two hundred twenty meter holes. They only tested the top 60 metres for gold and you know, it was pretty much top to bottom gold uh, in the top 60. They didn't test for gold after the, the 60 metre mark. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll that was back, back in the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, in the 70s, yeah. So yeah. probably, and, you know, we don't have access to that drill core. Or we, can't, we don't have the drill core. So we'll go back and twin those holes but also do, um, you know, do a fencing of, of drilling. And uh, yeah, it's one of the one of the world's best early stage, you know, greenfields projects. So you know, again, you just it's all I guess it's all blue sky. It's early stage. There's risk with that, but um, could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm. one of those one of those rare opportunities that you get. So I mean, we're we're pretty excited about getting stuck into it. Mm. Do you think while it's uh, recognised by the industry, lots of chatter around it, um, do you think it's uh, recognised in uh, Titan's market cap at the moment? No. no. Zero value, I, no. I, I believe. It's, um, I, I look, I think, you know, really when you look at Titan, I, I think people at the moment don't, don't, do not realise the value that sits within our company. It's um, at 140, 150 million bucks. You just don't get the projects that we've got sitting in a junior. It's it, we've actually got amazing projects that um, at some point, at some point, I think the market will recognise it, and um, you know it's slowly, slowly, you know, heading towards um, you know, I guess building that that awareness. But you know, you just don't get projects. You know, Dynasty, two million ounces, and going to just continue to grow in size. And either project company making project in its own right. Mm-hmm. Copper Duke is that is that blue sky, um, you know, a once in a generation opportunity. Um, Greenfields project to have, you know, have have as part of your asset package. And then you have the Jerusalem project that we just got back, and you know, high grade epithermal system. You know, uh, you know, fourteen gram average, one point two million ounces. If that if that was sitting in its own company, I mean, there's there's juniors at the moment sitting on the ASX that are two to three hundred million dollars, mm. you know, something similar. So, at some point, at some point, I think you know, in the near term, all of a sudden the market will grab it, and um, and I think the first part of that is, um, you know, getting this drilling underway at. Um, at Dynasty and re- really demonstrating to the market this is this is just scratching the surface and this thing's big. Mm. That uh, dog in the background seems to be 
uh, agree with you. <laughs> Started barking excitedly then. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point to uh, pivot back to uh, Jerusalem project. I mentioned uh, in the opening that it had an interesting background to uh, how a company uh, reacquired it, quote unquote. Could you just run us through that? Yeah, sure. We um, Look, through the takeover, um, we were made aware that it was potentially uh, a project that could come back to the company, but there was no certainty on it. So we always assumed that it was um, it was unlikely um, to be a project that, uh, that would come back to us. So we did, really didn't want to promote around it, though we thought it was something that was really, really attractive. Uh, we got, you know, the company itself being called Gold had challenged at the court in Ecuador um, the decision is to take the project from them, and, and it was based on the, the reason why um, the project was taken. Is uh, look, I believe that you know, Core Gold hadn't didn't have any money. They weren't paying, or they weren't putting the work into the concession, so that Ecuador decided, you know, strip them of that particular project. Mm. Um, so anyway, the challenge, the court challenge uh, went ahead. The Core Gold were, were awarded it back. Um, then once we took it over, we you know put the building blocks in place with with government to just to make sure that everything was in order and there'd be a smooth transition back to us. And we we're formally notified, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago. So you know it's back. It looks like a, a, a ripping project. Um, you know, it's something that um, you know we're still you know we're still in the early stages of really putting some work into it to understand where we're going to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you're talking 1.2 million ounces, 14 grams. Um, you know, it's just a, just a yeah. ripping opportunity to throw back into the, in, into the asset pool that we have. Um, it's just south of Frito del Norte, which is, you know, the, uh, London's big project and north of, uh, north of our project. It's not too far north. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the one Newcrest has uh, invested in big time. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And, and, um, it's it's also just right next door to Luminex's project, which is a Canadian Canadian group, and theirs is a multi-million ounce deposit. So it's literally right up next door to it, like like, mm. like, like next you're staring over each other's fence type of stuff. So mm. um, you know the mineralisation would be crossing the boundaries underneath, really. So. Um, yeah, there's going to be some discussion, interesting discussions to be had over the next um, 12 months, and uh, what we do and how we, you know, how we really generate value for, for our company with it. But um, you know, you mm. throw that in, it's a, it's it's 1.2 million ounces, and um, you know, again, people just, I think the market hasn't hasn't caught on to. Amount of value that sits in sits in our company at the minute, but um, I think that'll that'll unlock, be unlocked in the in the coming twelve months. Yeah. Okay. So it's popped up as a, a real bonus for the company, and I guess uh, to some investors it would be comforting to know that the the legal process of uh, being reissued the the project uh, uh, went smoothly. Um, yeah. Look, and, and Ecuador is demonstrating to the I guess the global market that. Um, it really is open for business. It mm. wants to do things the right way. It's supportive of international business. Um, so, the front, look from our perspective, um, you know, the government had been been really professional in their dealings with us. Mm. I think there's a, an election coming up there. As far as we know, the 
both sides are going down that pro mining uh, stance following the rewriting of the mining laws there. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I mean, look, they have to anyway, because, um, you know, as I mean, as a country, they've got to continue to uh, progress and the oil economy has been a bit more challenging for them, both price and also, you know, they've, they've used that to leverage against, um, or, you know, the future oil revenues have been leveraged up for building infrastructure in country. So they've just got to continue to support new industry and it's a, it's a huge opportunity for the country, and I you know I think everyone recognises that. Mm. Okay, all right, great stuff, Matt. So sum up uh, for investors, if you could please, uh, what they should look out for before this calendar year is out. Yeah, look, I, I think um, between now and let's call it Christmas, um, that we should should complete somewhere between six to twelve thousand metres of uh, drilling at Dynasty. Um, we will have the aeromagnetic work done on, on both projects, being Dynasty and Copper Duke. Uh, you'll see, you'll see a, um, I guess, strong progression with, uh, you know, assays and um, data being released at Dynasty and demonstrating that uh, I guess the resource is is there and and showing huge scale for um, for increasing in size. Uh, you'll see some further divestment um, being, you know, I think by the fourth quarter we'll, we would have divested one other project being Zaruma and really mm-hmm. narrowing that focus on, on being Dynasty and Copper Duke. Um, and that should, that should see us through by the end of the calendar year, I think, and, and that leads into a huge 2021. Yeah, for sure. Okay, folks, there you have it. Uh, an exciting story unfolding there um, as we... We did get a sense of that back in March, I guess, and I guess that's why the shares are up 68% or so, as Matt's suggesting there. Lots to watch out for. So with that, Matt, I'm going to say thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Cheers, mate. No, no worries. Thanks, Barry.